Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo is in Poplar Creek. Yes, that would be a little weird. You know where it is? I don't. Okay. It's not far from you. That creek's pretty popular, though. Yeah, yeah. That's not Popular Creek. Okay. Poplar. Poplar. Poplar Creek. Like we have a place in Louisville called Poplar Flat. Well, there you go. Not popular. No, not popular. Poplar. Poplar. Who sang Popular? Do you remember the name of the band? Popular. I'm popular. Remember that song? No, I don't. Oh, I was uh, that's, you should, that should be close to you. You know, you might have been like a, in, in like seventh, eighth grade when that well, came out. Who was it? Not a surf. I don't know what that is. It's a band. Yeah, I've never heard. Look of at that. you trying to make me feel old here. It's not like you know. I, I know I didn't say Led Zeppelin, but I would thought you would have heard that song. You probably have, and you just don't know it. Like you just don't recognize it off the, the popular. Top. Yeah. The song. Yeah. I mean, I can just play it right now, here through our speakers. Popular from Wicked? No. No? No, it's, I've, I've never oh, seen Wicked. Not a surf. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't kidding. Well, let me just, i, I got to hear it first. All right. Here we go. All right, this is intriguing. All right. No, still no. Don't remember it. All right, well, sorry. Put it on. Put it on the uh, the playlist. You can have a listen when you we get out of here. But now I got to find out when this came out. Like ninety six, ninety seven, I think, something like that. No, I'm not entirely sure. Regardless of all that, though, Strange Brew Coffee House is the place. I was. Seven. Okay. Well, a little younger than I thought. I thought you were an old man. Well, I am, but the 90s were a long time ago. You shut your damn mouth. I mean... Just shut up. Stop talking about it right now. Stop it. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Go there and order coffee. I know that Shane Reed's a big 90s fan. He is. And surprisingly enough, today his, his Facebook status was about not a surf. I didn't plan it this way. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He thought they were going to be a bigger band. That's their only song. They were not because I literally have never heard of them. Hmm. And I love music. It's weird how that works out sometimes. All right. 
College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find <laughs> the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for. It's just as simple, guys. Whatever it is, Mississippi State, that you're looking for. If it's clothes, if it's something for your car, for your house, for your tailgate, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're originally by Fleet Feet, flowed by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. I'll be there later this week. We're having a, a little dinner. Our, our good friend Theodore Theodore DeRosa returns to Starkville for the weekend, and uh, we're going to take him out to dinner. And we say, and we wanted it's a special occasion, and you make it a really special occasion when you head to Restaurant Tyler. Lunch, Sunday brunch, all great, but dinner that's spun up country cooking is what that what we're calling that. It's it's gussied up, spun up country Gu- cooking, gussied up. You know, gussied up. I love saying gussied up. And that's what it is. It's it's the same great, you know, you think about the lunch menu and it's the great southern food there. They just they just fancy it up a little bit for you on dinner. So if you haven't been to Restaurant Tyler for dinner, definitely check that out this football season. Head over to Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. And start a relationship with those guys. It's just as simple, guys. If you have to talk to somebody about making a loan for your home, for your car, for your small business, would you rather talk to people you know or people you don't know? And it really is just that simple. Uh, at, when you deal with Priority One Bank, you're dealing with the people in your community. And so when, they're, when you're talking to them about something, they know you. And they already have that relationship with you. You don't have to talk to corporate people that you've never met. Seems like a pretty simple decision to me. So go to PriorityOneBank.com to find a location near you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Robbie and I just wrapped up heading uh, back from uh, Mississippi State. We, we saw practice today. All of about 10 plays, I think, maybe, is what I got to see. I so. saw zero plays. Well, there you go. So, you know. I mean, I, I like we were supposed to have, it was supposed to be finishing up around, I think we are supposed to be there about 11.45, and mm-hmm. I think it was ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. I live 30 minutes away, so... It ended up being eleven twenty-five, I think, but still they finished up at like eleven, like just before eleven forty. Right. And I, I mean, I didn't get to see a play. I don't think anybody else got to see more than probably five to ten plays. I mean, yeah. it's just we're we're just not seeing a whole. I mean, lot it's right difficult now. to you know tell you who stood out when we're only seeing. I mean, literally like ten plays. You cannot pick standouts nah. from what we're seeing so far. So, and then afterwards, I talked to Cole Smith. Good conversation with him. I uh, talked to Jaden Cromedy for a few minutes. But then we talked to Zach Arnett, and that, that's where I want to go with today's uh, discussion, is that this is not the first time that, that Arnett's brought this up. He brought it up in the spring. Uh, he's brought it up. Uh, he brought it up at Media Days, and now he's brought it up again. The idea that he's not you know, married to the 335, mm-hmm. and that if he feels like it, it behooves his team – I love that word, by the way. Behooves. Behooves. Um, if it, if it, if it if it's best for his team to go four two five, that he's going to do that, and it got me wondering like what would the, what does that defense look like a little bit? And it's definitely four two five. I don't think he's going to go four three. I, I think he he wants to have that extra DB on the field in today's college football. You really need five DBs. Yeah, and he he's outside of goal line situations. He's mentioned if they need. It, you know, if the linebacker situation, they don't feel good about, you know, the three linebackers in a certain package or whatever. So it does seem like it would be more of a four down lineman and then Buki and Jet. 
mm-hmm. more often than not. It, it does seem it does seem like it'll be a little more odd alignment than your regular base like four three right. set. Right. It's it's going to be more, um, you know, more pressure on the back end, mm-hmm. more coverage on the back end, and then you have the big guys up front. Right. That that's what it seems like, and that and. I asked him, you know, when this started to become a deal. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you remember them talking about this much? In the spring, they did. I mean, well, before, prior before to, Arnett. Prior to Arnett becoming the head coach? No. Yeah. I don't. And he, he mentioned, you know, he's talked about this a lot. Maybe that was just in staff meetings, but it feels like this year, more than any other year, this has been more of a topic of conversation. We, we talked to David Turner about it in the spring, and he was bringing it up a good bit about mm-hmm. the possibility a four-down lineman, a little more even front than what they usually run. And Zach Arnett has been this, like, staunch three three five guy. Mm-hmm. And, again, this goes back to the fact that it, it's just, like, very apparent that Zach Arnett is going to do whatever it takes to win. And that's not, you know, he's not a guy that's just going to be – stubborn on how he does things and we've seen that in the past with coaches mm-hmm. it's just like how he hired his staff he he had he had no ego about that he has no ego about his defense if he had an ego about this defense he would be running the defense instead he said you know what i can't do this i can't be head coach in defensive coordinator i need somebody else to take care of that i'm gonna hire matt brock you know what maybe 335 isn't going to be the best thing for us all the time Maybe we should start working with, with more four-down linemen. That's what we've seen from Zach Arnett to this point, is he's willing to change, willing to alter things that he does in order for Mississippi State to have success. Mm-hmm. Now, what this four-man front looks like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really – I haven't seen a ton of it, um, at least with this group, to, to know I what saw 10 like. plays today, and I tell you, I saw it now. <laughs> You, I, your your whole opinion's been changed yeah. on this defense after today. I will say this: how refreshing is not the right word because the refreshing makes it sound like it's, it was a huge deal. But like Mike Leach, married to his version of the air raid, mm-hmm. never would never stray from home on that one. Yeah, we it's, saw like some alterations with you know they ran the ball a little more than usual, but mm-hmm. that was it was still, still the same play. Formations and everything were basically yeah. the same. And when, then you have Arnett coming in and saying kind of the opposite of that it, it's it's definitely different. So what does this defense look like? Is what I want to get at. So it's if it's, it's going to be four two five. So you know your back end is the same, and Watson and Johnson aren't coming off the field. Right. So you know they're going to plug in the middle. There and, might there might be some moments where you put uh, you know Deshaun Page in there or something, but right, it's but going to be one of those positions. If, you, if, you, if we're starting the game in four two five, Watson and Johnson are there. Yes. So and I, I feel like more often than not, your four two five defense. If you're running that, is going to be Watson and Johnson. I agree. I think that you know last year, defensively, State could go four man if they wanted to, four man front, and Tyrus Wheat could put his hand in the ground and play that defensive end spot. I don't think they have that this year. John Lewis, JP Purvis, they can't do that. So it does have to become a second defensive lineman. So do you are we sliding Crumity inside here, and we're going to go Pickering and Crumity in the interior? I th- I think that would be that's your the best, best move, right? I don't think yeah. Crumby is, is, is set to be a four three end because in a or a four two five end. To me, in a regular defense, he's a defensive tackle in a in a four man front. So yeah, that would probably be my move there. So then you have to find that other defensive end on the 
weak weak side. Whichever side you want to, yeah, yeah, you want to look at it. So is that? Do we go Russell and Jordan Davis there? I think so. Or could you possibly have? Could Travion Williams play a defensive end in a four three, or is he a defensive tackle? I'm intrigued by that. I I feel like he's a defensive tackle. But he's I think got the he's athleticism a, to play out. He there, could be a matchup problem. I feel like he's more akin to Jaden Crumedy, mm-hmm. a little more explosive, probably. I, I would say, just for the sake of this argument of you know what we know, mm-hmm. your two defensive ends would probably be Jordan Davis and Demonte Russell. Mm-hmm. But I would be interested to see what a you know Travion Williams on the outside looks like. You look at this at this depth chart. And again, I've mentioned this before. If you're looking for a depth chart, a good place to go, it's called Our Lads, Our O U R Lads L A D S dot com. They have depth charts. Sounds like a soccer site. It does, but it's it's every every school's depth chart, and they 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 do a pretty decent job of updating it. So they have Russell and Davis at the end, Mm -hmm. and then on the defensive tackle position, one of the names there is Deontay Anderson. That's another guy who I feel is a more natural four three defensive end. He yeah. could be a guy that you could see make, play there, but he, we haven't seen enough of him to make any kind of real judgment on that. That's right. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that why they haven't run more four man front is because they've had a you know they've had a Tyrus Weed on the outside, um, and that's, that's one of the things that Arnett mentioned is there's not a Tyrus Weed on on this team. Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to want another pass rusher type on the on, at defensive end. Um, so that that's that would be interesting. Deontay Anderson, I think, is to me a, more of a fit at defensive end, just because I think he's a little lighter than some of the other guys at tackle. So yeah, I mean, I, I think he would definitely be a candidate there. So that's a. That, I gotta be honest. Looking at this if depth Don, chart, if Don Terry Russell was was healthy, which I don't know what's going on with him, but right? If he was healthy, that would be, be a good. Guy. I, I th- from from what we've seen so far from him, we saw last year a little bit and in the spring, really good pass rusher. Yeah, but I, I don't know if he's going to be too light for this defense and just yeah. kind of like a tweener in that regard. What about if he's going to be healthy? Another guy who you know is a tweener in terms, I think he might be too big. Is the JUCO transfer Eric Taylor? Paul Jones asked about him today at practice and got some some positive responses. And he has some versatility, but I don't know that he could play that that defensive end. I'll be honest with you, looking at this depth chart, they they would really need Russell and Davis to to be good to run four man front because there's just not a lot of guys who you look at and say, yeah, they could play end. Yeah, on this on this team, and I mean that part part of that is a function of you've run the three three five the last three years. That's what you've been recruiting to, and even before that, I mean, uh, uh, three, state ran three man front uh, in twenty eighteen as well. You know, with Simmons there at the nose tackle, and a lot easier to do that when you got a guy like that in the middle. No, <laughs> yeah, and Montez Sweat pretty much do, when you when you have. Montez Sweat and Jeffrey Simmons, twenty eighteen on your defense, you can pretty much do whatever you want. When you have like a you could re- run a two man front, yeah. When you okay. have like some really good pass rushers like mm-hmm. Montez, and then you have a guy that's just a dynamic defensive tackle, you can afford to do the three man front a good bit. There's not a whole lot of those guys on the roster this year, um, so I think that's kind of the the what they're looking at here. And linebacker too, there's not. There's not like you know true like 
so there's not like a, a Sam right now that you feel g- great about. I mean, we we like what we've seen from J.P. Purvis and John Lewis, but are those guys going to be able to to provide what what Tyrus Wheat did mm-hmm. from a pass rushing perspective? I don't know. So I, it's an interesting dynamic that they have on defensive line and at linebacker. Um, I like the depth that they have, but it's just you know. The best way to use it, I guess, is is what they're looking at right now. And I think that's what they're – I mean, I like that they're being so open about that, about the possibilities of switching to a four-man front at times or what works best for them. I think that's what they're working through right now. They're trying to figure out what's going to make this defense the best. I do like that. I'm just – I'm still looking at this depth chart here. I do like that. And, and look – you got you know me that I you know we tried to hammer the whole Tulu Griffin and being misplayed and and Jaden and all this stuff and and you know at the end of the day one of the things we've said a lot about Barbe he talks about getting your bet the ball to your best players and all that getting your best eleven on the field it's it's true for defense too mm-hmm. when you really look at it though Robbie your best eleven on defense is three three five in my opinion that's your best I, I think I think John Lewis has a high we we talked yesterday about. Uh, if DeCarlos Nicholson can win that other corner drop, he has the higher ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. I think Lewis is the same way. Yeah. Lewis has a higher ceiling than putting Jordan Davis out there for, for the for the fifth year or whatever. The, I guess this is his third year, the Juco guy. J.P. That's, Purvis. J.P. Purvis is a guy, yeah, I feel like, you know, like, know. Like, you know, like, it's one of those deals where... Purvis is higher floor, Lewis is higher ceiling. Well, it's one of those deals like... You really just want them both to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I mentioned this the other day when we were doing our all-22 thing. Like, I, I want them both to play. I want them both to, to get a good amount of reps. But what's better for your team next year? Is it, you know, John Lewis is splitting reps with J.P. Purvis mm-hmm. or John Lewis takes over that spot right. and becomes the guy at the Sam, and you have him for multiple years. Mm. I mean, I, I want to see J.P. Purvis finally get his his due. I mean, he's he is one of the few guys now out there that will wait their turn, go through the process, continue to work hard, and when mm-hmm. their time comes, they, you know, they get it. I mean, you don't really see that much anymore, so I'm rooting for him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like it's almost better for State – if John Lewis is the guy mm-hmm. and takes over the spot at the Sam, yeah, because I mean, you're talking about he's a sophomore, and next year you're you're losing, you know, four of your top five linebackers. Mm-hmm. You kind of need him to be ready. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing being true in like the safety position. Like if Jacoby. Uh, Albert and Chris Keys are, are, are you know, the younger guys could win those jobs. That would be great for Mississippi State. Mm. But we'll see how it all, all pans out. Anything else to take away from what Arnett had to say today, other than you know he likes the Indiana Fever? Yeah, he got a little testy with me. He did. Yeah, he, you, you're already on his bad side. You need to. Well, I'm wearing a Victoria Vivian's Indiana Fever shirt. Yeah, and you know the Fever, I think are the worst team in the WNBA. But I support Victoria Vivian's. Mm-hmm. And so he said, uh, "Who's the who's the uh, who's the fever? Who's the Indiana fever?" And I said, um, "Oh, it's a WNBA team." And he was like, "Oh!" And he just like started walking off. And I said, like under my breath, I was like, ah, "I don't think that's your bag, Coach." And he turned around and, and he pointed. He right pointed at you. his finger at my face mm-hmm. and said, 
I don't like that you're making these uh, judgments, judgments about me. I said, well, do you know who the Indiana Fever is? He did. He knew who they were. No, he didn't. He, he kind of knew. He's like, no, but you're making these judgments about me. I was like, well, I mean, you asked me what you're they were. So I, so I figure since you're, you, very since you're asking me who this is, maybe you don't know who it is. Only one can judge. He's like, well, man, I, it could have been this team in the Northwoods League. It could have been this uh, this MLS yeah. team. It was like, okay, sorry. Yeah. Jeez. That's what you get. Hey, I don't want to, you don't want to bring yourself into this this conversation, do you? I'm just saying. Big Daddy would tell you you shouldn't be judgmental. Brian Brian got the same scolding last week. No. Yes. No, not, not the same at all. Right now we're both on Zach Arnett's bad side. That's all right. Wait till he listens to a podcast. I don't think that'll ever happen. I don't think it'll ever happen. Which is, honestly... That's for the best. It is for the best. Yeah, you don't want your coaches listening to podcasts and reading. And just don't. Just let them do their job, and, and I'll reading do mine. Twitter and yeah, I do. I'll do my job. He'll do his, and never the twain shall meet. You know, the best thing that a coach can do is stay off of a message board mm-hmm. and Twitter and podcasts mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That's probably agreed. Good. Agreed. Right. Yes, we we are we are both. I think on the. Uh, well then, the, I mean, on the perturbed side of Zach Arnett, John uh, John Sokoloff got a little bit of action he did, today too. But just, just innocent man, just slaughtered in front of everyone. Yeah, no, uh, Sokoloff he misquoted him, misquoted. Can't have that. <laughs> Not the first time John Sokoloff's and you know gotten in trouble. I'll tell you that much. All right, let's move on into the rest of the show. Our SEC uh, predictions today. It's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef. It's what's for dinner. Shout out to the Mississippi Beef Council. You guys need to get some more briskets up here, evidently. The joint just running out an hour into service. They gotta, they gotta. We, were, we were excited about going over there, although I knew it was going to be I thought it'd be packed. slammed or I something. I did not think they'd be closed at 12. Yeah, I thought they were just closed on Monday. Nope, they were they were shut sold down because they sold out. I'm, I'm glad they're selling out. I'm glad they're busy. Figure that out. i got to figure that out. we got to figure that out. So you, if you're you listening to the Mississippi Beef Council, just, uh, just send some brisket up here, some tri-tip, and we'll make it happen. If you're cooking out this weekend, and you should be, it's still grilling season. It is still summer. You know what to do. Get some beef on the grill. A tri-tip sounds like a great idea. Um, or, or some flank got, steak or something. They got a uh, tri-tip. Tri- I know. The- I love tri-tip. It's so easy to cook, too. Yeah, you ever cooked it? No. It's like a, you cook it like a big steak, almost. You just let it get up to temperature at like, to like 125, 128, and then you roll it over on the other side of the grill where it's hot and let it get some sear on it, bring it up to medium rare. You're good to go. And, of course, you found that out on your own. You were the one that discovered that. I can't stress enough that I already knew everything there is to know about Tri-Tip years ago. No one ever told me. No one ever taught me anything about Tri-Tip. So, if you have any questions about Tri-Tip, you feel free to ask them. I'll be happy to answer. Because I am the Starkville expert on Tri-Tip, evidently. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the condition. We would have eaten at Two Brothers today, but they're closed on Mondays. We get, Guys, we got to figure out this Monday thing. I don't mind. I don't mind. Look, they're open other six days of the week, all right? You got to let people have a day off. Yeah, but I, I really wanted some Two Brothers today. I could have gone for it. I'm, I'm just lie. being selfish, okay? You are selfish. I'm a selfish man. You are. You're selfish and judgmental. What's what we've learned about you today? Hey. What? I mean, I'm just telling you what Zach Arnett said and what you said about yourself. That's true. I didn't I didn't say anything. I am saying though that Two Brothers is awesome and I'd like to go back there very soon, so maybe we can make that happen. So get some smoked southern soul food next time you're in town at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. 
Great products, great service. Every business promises it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. And they have for 48 years. You can't stay in business that long unless your customers know that they're going to do right by you. And that's what you got at Advantage Business Systems. And they have been since day one. If you need technology for your business, call them. They've got the best names and the best prices. And then... If something goes wrong and you need service, you call them back. No 1-800 number, no call centers, no out-of-state technicians, just Mississippi people like you doing business in Mississippi. They're going to take care of your problems sometimes within the same day. Simple as that. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Rogue and the Collegiate Collection at the Rogue is where your new game day polo is waiting for you. Guys, the state script revolution is taking over. What that means is you need a new shirt. you got to get rid of those old Banner M Adidas polos. You need something new, comfortable, stylish, and they've got those at the Rogue. Great selection, great name brands, and, of course, the kind of service that only comes when you've got the, the, the Rogue and that name brand backing you up. It's good stuff. Check it out before kickoff. Don't live the three-stripe life, guys. Shop at the Rogue. One more SEC East team to go, and that is the Tennessee Volunteers. Next week we'll do the uh, the Ole Miss Rebels, and then we'll be uh, wrapping things up with the Mississippi State Bulldogs in the final week of our uh, of our previews. Still going back and forth on my predictions for state? state. Yeah, that's fine. I'm locked in with mine. I'm, I'm good so. where I am. There's just so many games on the road that are, you know, the swing games for mm-hmm. them, or they could go either way. No, I agree. There, there, there's questions, but I feel confident in my pick. But we'll get to that in a couple weeks. Today is Tennessee, coming off of their bounce back year. Ten and uh, I'm sorry, eleven and two on the season. Uh, obviously, it kind of fell apart from them there at the end. They would have been in the college football playoff. Uh, had they not lost that game to South Carolina, but they did. But not for those pesky cocks. <sighs> you know, people say I'm the immature one, but it's not true. It's it's, not, it's just not true. You know, I'm, I'm get your I'm, head out of the gutter. Oh, is that is that? Yeah, okay. Shut up. Um, they had a fantastic season, though. Did Tennessee? Um, obviously, the loss of Hidden Hooker there hurt them, but uh, dominated LSU, mm-hmm. beat Alabama. I mean, uh, dominated LSU. Oh, yeah, that was a easy win for the, uh, the Volunteers. I was thinking there for a second, I was like, you know, th- this, this team might contend for the national championship. Mm-hmm. And then South Carolina game happened. Right. They didn't play well against Georgia, but they were still very much in position to go to the the SEC uh, or go to the, uh, the the college football playoff. But then that South Carolina game happens, and then they were dominant in their game, their final game of the year, the bowl game against Clemson, one thirty one to fourteen. And so now it goes to Joe Milton, mm. who I have said on this show and on Sports Talk Mississippi, I think from a from a, a talent standpoint, could be the first pick in the draft. Yeah, got to put it all together. Could be could be another Anthony Richardson, yes. which is which which could be good for Tennessee or bad. I mean, oh, you don't want him to be like Anthony Richardson. You just want yeah. him to have some some similar things. Yeah. So let's look at this Tennessee team. They start the year off with an interesting out of conference game in terms of the, the name brands. Uh, they play Virginia. I believe that game is in Atlanta. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's in uh, it's in Tennessee. It's at um, Tennessee Titan Stadium. Oh, it's in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
That, that'll be fun. Be a fun game. 11 a.m. I think Virginia's going to be bad this year. Though. Yeah, Tennessee wins that game, but Virginia, Easy. it's it's you know, it is what it is. But that'll uh, be a fun game. It's going to yeah. be hot as crap. Yeah, 11 a.m. in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, Austin P. the next week, so 2 0. Let's go, P. And then they go to Florida. Um, last year, that was a close game, and it probably shouldn't have been. Florida was not good, should not have really been in that game. Um, there was a run there where, I mean, Florida was kind of to Tennessee like what Alabama was to Tennessee. They were. You and know? now Tennessee has sort of gotten back in control there a little bit. Uh, I'm going to give the Vols that one. I think they'll go down to the Swamp and get that game. Yeah. It, it, the, the only thing that's intriguing about this is it's at the Swamp. Right. But I I just don't think Florida is going to be good enough. Yeah. Uh, then they have UTSA, who I, I like watching UTSA. They, they score a lot of points. but Interesting game, but I yeah. just don't think they can, yeah, they can, do they can win this game. So they're 4-0, and now it's revenge time, right? Mm-hmm. South Carolina comes to it, has to come. That's an interesting first month of the season. You have two, three winnable non-conference games, but you have two huge games in the East there. I think this is a revenge game for Tennessee. I got Tennessee winning this going big. Yeah. Big. Two, three touchdowns. Yeah. I think so, too. So 5-0. and a and M comes to Knoxville. I think they can get that one. Mm-hmm. So they're six and zero when they travel to Alabama on the third Saturday in October. It's going to be a wild. If wild Alabama's undefeated, week. this could be like number one versus number three. Georgia would probably yeah. be two. You could have the top three teams in the country at that point. I haven't looked SEC. at this week, but it would it would floor me if this isn't College Game Day. Yeah, I got to look at the other, the rest of the schedule, but that's certainly the SEC game of the week, mm-hmm. two thirty game. Uh, Alabama is my team to pick here. I took them in the. I took them earlier this year. I'm going to take them here. That being at Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. you know, Saban's probably pissed because they lost to them for the first time in like 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take Bama in this game. All right, so six and one. Then they're at Kentucky. They'll they'll bounce back nicely there. Tough place to play. It can this be. Is, this is a scary game, but I think yeah. they win this game. And and you know I mean give Where's Stoops their bye week what, did I miss it okay it's between South Carolina and AM okay. give Stoops credit I think he can scheme it up a little bit to, oh okay. it'll be a close game but I, I think by the fourth quarter they start yeah. to pull away a little bit right. uh, seven and one now eight and one after a game with UConn don't, don't don't sleep on Jim Moore Jr. Uh, nine and one at Missouri I'll give them that win there yeah and then they got to travel to Georgia that'll probably no, be that's a loss that's at home. Oh, you're right. That is at home. Uh, it, this should is, be fun. This is the this is the game that I'm looking at for Georgia. This could be a slip up game, but I this think is their only still... the problem with what you're saying is this. That's the only game on the schedule that's a slip up game for Georgia. Right. They're going to be focused still on it the whole win, way. Still going to win the SEC East, I think. But so I'm going to give that to Georgia. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Georgia. I think they find a way to pull that one out. Yeah. But it's going to be a good game. Should be a good game. And then they finish with Vanderbilt. I'm going to say this about last year after they lost to South Carolina. So Hooker's out. They've just gotten beat. They know they're not going to go to the playoff. And I was like, and Vanderbilt at that time was playing pretty well. And I was like, I'm not going to be totally surprised if Vanderbilt finds a way here. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee beat him 56 to nothing. I and I thought that the, was, I thought that was a fantastic coaching job by Josh Heupel. Got his team motivated, got them focused, and 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 put got them to put all the bad things that had happened behind them. And then came back and not only beat your rival, but massacred them. Yeah. I was very impressed by that. I think that's the kind of the shift. They finally found a coach that's going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the last couple of coaches, last three, three or four coaches they've had, they just haven't had the guy that gets their mind right and they can consistently put it together. They always kind of have something that makes them tumble a little bit. 
Heupel's got it, man. He's I think he's a really good coach. Mm-hmm. I think you know he's got the offensive mindset. The scheme is really good. One of my favorite schemes in, in college football. And from a head coaching perspective, I mean, he's still got to win a championship in the SEC, mm-hmm. but I've been really impressed with what he's done at UCF and what he's done now at, at Tennessee. Yeah. I, I think I think they're kind of returning to glory a little bit here. Yeah, I agree. So 10-2? and two? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. good season. Right back into a, a quality bowl game. And, you know, 10-2 and two probably means that Milton's had a really good year. Yeah, it means the, that what we're talking about maybe being the first pick in the draft has sort of – I don't think they can struggle with him. I don't think he can have he can a str- he can't medium year. This, this offense then, is too quarterback-based Yeah, for him to be to be mid and them, them to be good. Yeah, he, like if he's, he's struggling, they're struggling. Year. Yeah, I agree. If they're, if they're ten and two, that he's a he first a round year. pick. Agreed, agreed. Ten and two, that's our pick for the Volunteers, and probably you know probably winning eleven with the with the bowl, bowl game, game, yeah, which is what they did last year, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Eleven and two. The Ole Miss Rebels next week. No, I'm sorry. Let me let me let me preface that the number twenty three Ole Miss Rebels as in today's USA Today coaches poll. How, how does Ole Miss get the benefit of the doubt? And not like somebody like Mississippi State. I mean, I, I get it. State's, one of the great mysteries of life. I, it's as simple as this. Kiffin gets the – it's not Ole Miss getting the benefit of the doubt. It's Kiffin. Kiffin gets the benefit of the doubt because Arnett doesn't have any credit like that right now. Because Kiffin is a good coach. Say what you want about him. He, he may be a little overrated, yes. but he is a good coach. He's a great play caller. But also, he's cool. And people want Kiffin to like him. But like when you're looking at last year and you look at the schedule, they played I mean, a cupcake yeah. schedule on the front end. You, you're preaching to the choir now. They lost five out of six games. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've gotten tremendously better across I have the them, board. I, have I think them seven defense and five. is going to be going better. To tell you. I have them seven and five. I have them losing the exact four games they lost last season. But instead of Kentucky, now it's Georgia. They'll lose that one. Yeah. But they will lose. I have them losing. Bama. I have you them losing to, to LSU, Alabama. Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Georgia. Well, they have they have two automatic losses right away, three. just like state usually does. They have three with LSU. LSU. You, LSU. Think they, you think they lose That's that? Yes. For sure. Yes. So you're sitting there. They're, they're, they're nine and three, three before the game. The season starts, yeah. in my opinion. And then Arkansas, Arkansas's offense is built to beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss can't stop the run. I just don't think they're going to be able to stop the run this year. And Jefferson and Sanders will take that all day. And then the Egg Bowl being in Starkville, I mean, it's a toss-up, but I'll give it to State right now. I got less questions about State than I do Ole Miss. Okay. Simple as that. So, Hate to spoil the preview for next week, but we'll do it anyway. That's next week. Well, if Tomorrow, that happens, that's a, that's a lot of money going to somebody who can't even average not, a mil a win. It's only like 1.6 a mil a win. It's fine. It's fine. Well, if he wins, didn't he make a nine mil? Yeah. So if he wins seven. Mm-hmm. He's making less than a million dollars per win. Oh, you're right. I did the math wrong on that. Yeah, well, eh, yeah, they got plenty of money. Don't worry about them. <laughs> plenty of money. All right, tomorrow shows the rumblings. You know what to do. Send us the questions. We're happy to answer them, and uh, we will keep uh, going on uh, from there. Guys, have a great, great uh, Tuesday. Robbie, and I'll be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad, thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.